God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. So like the other Gospels, John is largely a book about faith in Jesus Christ, believing who He is and believing what He can do. It's about faith. It's about faith in God and faith in his son, the Lord Jesus. But sometimes we can be kind of, uh, we can be kind of murky when we talk about faith. We try to define faith and sometimes that comes up a little bit short. We talk about the object of faith and we talk about the amount of faith and all those things are, are good things to consider. But at the end of the day, faith is an abstract, meaning you can't taste faith or smell faith or, you know, see faith uh, as an object. Um, faith is largely a decision, and it's a little bit of an abstract. So when we talk about faith, we tend to focus on uh, something that may miss the mark of all that we're talking about when we're talking about faith in the Lord Jesus. So let me let me consider three kinds of faith, three types of faith, all of which are important. Number one, you have the faith in who Jesus is. And that really is where you have to begin. There were people who rejected Christ but believed His miracles because they had no choice. They had seen Him do them. Uh, but they attributed His miracles to the devil. They attributed His miracles to other things. They did not acknowledge Jesus as God's Son. Jesus had said about His own, uh, you know, his own neighbors in Galilee that a prophet hath no honor in his own country. That is, it's easy to, to dismiss someone if you know them sufficiently well to take them for granted. Uh, the people that live close to Jesus said, well, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Don't we know his mother and his, his brothers? And the answer is they totally missed who Jesus is because they were just close enough to be misled uh, by their familiarity of Jesus. Uh, in contrast, it was the Samaritans, people of kind of that were outcast in, in some ways, um, who came to the conclusion that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. When Jesus met a Samaritan woman at the well, she begins by saying, why well, I, I perceive that you're a prophet. And then she comes to the conclusion, this is the Christ. Is, he told me all things ever I did. Is not this the Christ? So the first object of faith is in who Jesus is, not not what he can do or what he will do, but who he is. If I acknowledge who Jesus is, what he can do is not so hard a, a, a bridge to, 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 you know, to, to make. The second uh, decision of faith is what Jesus can do. And that's where we get into the story in John chapter 4, beginning in verse 43, or actually I guess for, verse uh, 46, of a nobleman. He had a son that was sick and about to die, and he came to Jesus. And um, he, he said to Jesus, uh, Come and, and heal my son. In verse 48, Then said Jesus unto him, Except ye see signs and wonders, ye will not believe. Now, ye is plural. So he was kind of addressing the Father, but he was, he was looking beyond the Father to the crowd that had gathered, who had seen his miracles but rejected who Jesus is. And he's saying, Look, you, you see my miracles, but unless you see miracles you'll not believe. And at verse 49, the nobleman saith unto him, Sir, come down ere my child die. He, he is impatient. Jesus, just come. Just come. 
Why did the nobleman want Jesus to come to his house? Well, because he wanted Jesus to heal his son. Now, that brings us to a third type of faith. Not faith in who Jesus is and not faith in what Jesus can do, but faith in how Jesus should do what he does. This man very understandably assumed that if Jesus was going to heal his son, he had to be at his house near his son to to perform the miracle. What did Jesus do? In verse 50, Jesus saith unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. Later, when he returned home and found that his son was healed, he found from uh, his servants that the, the son had been healed the very hour that he had talked to Jesus. And the Bible concludes the story by saying, So the father knew that it was the same hour in the which Jesus said to him, Thy son liveth and himself believed, and his whole house. So sometimes we know who Jesus is, and sometimes we know that Jesus can do something, but sometimes we don't trust God to do what he can do in the way that we think he should do it. Look, if you can trust God for an answer, you can trust God with the answer. So many times we're not specific enough when we pray, and I think that is something that we should strive for, being real, be concrete, be be specific in our prayers. But there is a ditch on the other side, and and it is simply this. Sometimes I am so specific, I know so precisely what I want, that I assume that the only way for God to answer the real need is for God to answer the need exactly the way that I think it needs to be done. May I tell you that sometimes God, well, all the time, God sees farther, God knows more, and God has more power. And so sometimes I'm asking for God to do something in a certain way, when God knows he could perform the same answer to prayer, but do it a better way. And here's the great thing. A God who has the power to do something that needs to be done has the wisdom to do it in the right way. And that's why I need not just trust my life to God, but I can trust my life to God and trust that he will do the right thing in the right way at the right time. If you can trust God for an answer, you can trust God with the answer And that's something this man found and that we can learn.